NL Newsday with Jeff Andreas. Wildfire researcher Dr. Mike Flanagan is joining Thompson Rivers University as the BC Research Chair in Predictive Services, Emergency Management, and Fire Science. He's the latest addition to a slate of wildfire experts based at TRU, which is, of course, the Centre for Canada's wildfire experts who study such aspects as fire behaviour, environmental effects, and economic and social impacts on communities. Flanagan's research involves developing methods to help predict when and where extreme fire weather may arise and exploring the development of early warning wildfire notification systems. And Dr. Flanagan joins me now. Mike, how are you doing here today? I'm fine. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate you doing this. And, you know, you're, you're one of a number of new people who are going to be coming on board here at TRU to kind of really dig deeper in, into wildfires and, and sort of their behaviors and how they, they uh, impact uh, us socially and economically. I'll start with just your, your move to TRU. I mean, why is this something that you felt made sense for you at this time as, of course, TRU is looking to really ramp up its, uh, its investment in, in forest fire research here? What, what was about uh, coming to TRU that made sense? Oh, it's a great opportunity. You know, I have colleagues who say that Kamloops is kind of the center of the fire world in terms of you get lots of fire and it's a great place to live and work. So, you know, I I can't do this alone. You know, I'll get to work with BC Wildfire Service, Indigenous Peoples, the Calman's Association, and we, we have to work together. I have a lot to learn about BC. And in my career, I started off working very closely on, you know, operational fire management. And now as I'm getting later in my career, it gives me an opportunity to come back and work closely with fire management agencies to, you know, better protect British Columbians and their communities. Now, I understand sort of the one of your areas of expertise is is sort of learning a, how to predict when extreme fire weather may occur. I was wondering if you can kind of take me through some of what you know about this already and how moving to, to the interior of BC might help further that knowledge that you currently have. So fires, I'm a fire guy, okay, and I've been studying fire pretty well in my life, and it's all about the extremes for fire. And I'll give you an example. In Canada, 3% of the fires burn 97% of the area burned. And most of those happen on just a relatively small number of days of critical fire weather. So if we can get a handle on those critical, those extreme days, and you know, think back to July 7th, 2017, and certain other days in 2017, 2018, where, you know, everything was burning uh, if we can get a better handle on those then we can reduce the likelihood of losing homes or you know heaven forbid uh, lives so there's such opportunity to make it safer and you know there's programs like fire smart um, which you know bc's been spending millions of dollars on but you know i think it's important for your listeners to understand fire is a fairly simple recipe you only need three ingredients, and you can have a raging wildfire. The first is you need fuel, 
and it's the vegetation that burns, the grass, the needles, the leaves, the shrubs, parts of the trees, how much you have, what type it, it is. Conifers are very flammable and how dry it is, really important. Second, you need ignition, people and lightning. Third, you need that hot, dry, windy weather. And you get all three, you get a wildfire. So, you know, if we get a handle on knowing where that extreme fire weather will occur using, you know, forecast models, and the forecast models were really good about this heat wave. They were warning us the week ahead of time that this big heat wave's coming, and they were bang on. They mm-hmm. were, it did come. And knowing where the fire is going to start, there's something called fire occurrence prediction models. And whether you use standard modeling or artificial intelligence, if we get a better idea, then we can move helicopters, crews to those areas where we expect the, these potentially extreme fires. And you know, I'll back up a bit and say fires are natural in the forests of most of forests of Canada for that matter. And you know, when we're possible, we should allow fire back on the landscape. I know that sounds weird, but not into communities or other areas of societal value. But you know, so making a decision when a fire arrives in the landscape, is that going to be beneficial? And you say, hold up, how can fires be beneficial? Well, they kill bugs and disease, and, you know, we, we don't have mountain pine beetle. Um, you know, fires are really good at knocking out the bugs. Mm-hmm. So there are benefits to fire, but, of course, there's also risks and, you know, potential losses. So if a fire starts two kilometers from Kamloops, it takes a half second to say, you got to put that fire out. So you send out crews and you put it out. If you get there quickly, no problem. But if, you, if it's extreme conditions like we're seeing right now, you don't get there and within 20 minutes you have a serious problem so making that kind of decision based you have to make this quickly okay but if a fire is occurring in northern bc not close to anything take a look see what you know the forecast looks like see what the fire growth models tell you where it's going to go and allow that monitor that fire and let mother nature do her thing when and where possible Mm-hmm. Is it pretty simple to kind of weigh the, the benefits of, of a fire taking place with the potential risk to, to human life and, 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 you know, municipalities that might be in the area? Is there a pretty simple formula to decide when it's okay to let something burn and when it's time to, to put something out as soon as possible? Well, you know, one side's easy. You know, if it's two kilometers within close to a community, split seconds say no that's an unwanted fire as you move farther away from communities or other values it, it gets more challenging it's not simple uh, fire management's challenging as it is with you know climate change and increasing demands and making that kind of decision um, but we do have you know some really good fire weather forecasts we do have some really good fire growth models of course you use rivers and lakes to block the fire so you can say we'll let this fire grow to until it reaches that lake and then we'll make sure it doesn't spread any further but it's far from simple except for the case where it's right beside Mm -hmm. a community and then you, you hammer it quick and hard um, I'm curious if you have any sort of particular area of study that, uh, you know, maybe you, you find yourself going back to more often or if there's like a particular area that you're kind of a, a, a more of an expert on. And the reason I'm asking this is I had Dr. Jill Harvey on my show last week. And one of the things she mentioned to me was was she spends a lot of time studying uh, tree rings and, and the stories that they can tell and the pictures that they can paint just looking at, you know, a piece of wood and studying the rings and you can find a, kind of find out 
what fire activity it's been through or what bugs might have invaded that that particular tree over the course of the years. Do you have anything that, that you can kind of like highlight and say this is something that, uh, you know, I, I've really, really focused on and, and that's sort of my, my one area of expertise? I'm, I'm not saying you have only one, but I'm just curious <laughs> if there's like, you know, one thing you look at as that sort of your, your, your go-to method. So great to hear you talk to Jill and uh, that's one of the reasons I'm coming to TRU is to work with Jill and others like her. So I'm a, I'm a fire guy, but I'm a weather guy too. And so I've spent a lot of my life looking at uh, fire weather, fire weather forecasts. I was a, a weather forecast with Environment Canada before I came to uh, other employers and did fire related weather work. So um, yeah, I'm fascinated by the weather and this yep. extreme heat is just, um, you know, it's just got all my attention and focus because if we continue to have these events, we could be in big trouble. I mean, the potential for fire in British Columbia right now is is extreme, okay? But going back to those three ingredients, if we can control the ignitions, then we can dodge this bullet. And, and so far, with this incredible heat, it's very stable, and we haven't seen that lightning activity yet, okay? And I say yet, okay? And your fire season's still ahead of you, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the busiest season for BC is usually latter part of July and August. So, you know, it's still early days. So far, the number of fires above average, area burned is below average, so we're doing quite well. But, you know, the situation is uh, full of risk right now. So if we can, you know, we can't do anything about lightning, but, you know, human-caused fires, if we can reduce those, away we go. But the area burned in Canada has been has doubled since the 70s, but it's due to lightning-caused fires in western and northern Canada. And so... July 7th, 2017, there was over 100 fire starts by lightning and all in, you know, fairly localized area. And that just overwhelms any fire management agencies. You don't have enough crews or aircraft. So, you know, that's the challenge is that, uh, you know, even with the best planning, sometimes Mother Nature will throw something at you that, hey, you just just go, holy smokes, Mm -hmm. what, what can we do? Yeah. Um, Mike, I, the interesting stuff. I really appreciate you taking the time. I think this is a critically important topic right now. You know, you mentioned the heat wave that we're going through and wildfires are something on the top of everybody's mind right now. And, and you know, we haven't seen it yet, as you mentioned, but that threat is, is still very much out there. And we are seeing some little ones pop up here uh, in the recent days. So we'll see what happens and we'll continue to monitor them. When, when are you planning to get to uh, the interior here and, and start digging into the work? Is that something you're going to be doing like late August, early September, when school, you know, officially gets underway for that opening semester or what's your 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 plan here before you kind of get really underway at TRU? Well I'm kind of underway already doing work um physically locating I was just returned from Kamloops and I hope to be back end of July early August and get settled in the community and at TRU so and get to hopefully see people face to face in September as uh, COVID wanes mm-hmm. and hopefully continues to wane. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, I, I love hot weather though. It's getting a bit hot right now, yeah. uh, even for me. So yeah, I love the heat too, but uh, once we hit that uh, four in the uh, in the first number of the forecast, that's a, a little too extreme for me as well. So, um, well, I'll try to do my best to enjoy it while I have it. Anyways, Mike, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to having you here in our community in Kamloops, and uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to catch up in the future. But I really do appreciate this time today. Oh, it's been great talking to you, Jeff. Dr. Mike Flanagan there.
He's uh, one of the newest members of Thompson Rivers University as the BC, BC Research Chair in Predictive Services, Emergency Management, and Fire Science. He is one of the latest additions to a slate of wildfire experts based out of TRU, which is burgeoning center for Canada's wildfire experts who study such aspects as fire behavior, environmental effects, economic, and social impacts on communities caused by wildfires. Interesting stuff.